the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Monday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Collado and David Dawson. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. And now it feels Ciao. like a Monday. Now, well, good. Yeah, now it feels like you got a your you got your uh, groove back on. Finally, I think yeah. I think I got it back. Coming back after a weekend, and it's a Monday instead of this it is, Thursday it, business. It's officially a Monday, not yeah. starting midweek. Or exactly, whatever. exactly. So I can get used to that. Well, uh, get used to the fact that this is going to be a special day, only because of the fact not only it is the feast day of Saint Angela of Fellini or Foligno, uh, but also Our Lady of Prom Sucker. Yeah, it's also That's the baptism of us. our Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. which we normally uh, celebrate on a Sunday. But because of the way Advent and everything fell this year, the liturgical calendar, we're celebrating that today. Mm-hmm. And hey, Elvis Presley and David Bowie. What about them? Happy birthday, baby! Oh, well, we're not going to celebrate Andrew, those feast days. Oh, man, how can you not celebrate Elvis's <laughs> birthday? Are you going to have a, a banana and peanut butter sandwich for a uh, No, but uh, there'll be a whole lot of shaking going on, I can tell you <laughs> yeah, that. Kinda... In the meantime, let's start our day with a prayer before we get too carried away here. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Pray that we may devote ourselves to others with selfless generosity and out of love for God. St. Angela, you are called to... Be a teacher to the theologians. Intercede for us this day that we may come to know Christ through the grace and wisdom of the Gospels. We ask this through Jesus' name, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We have some wonderful events in our listening area at 10 After. We will give you details about. But starting off with our wonderful guest for today's show, Alan Migliorato will be with us at 18 After. He is the co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. And we're going to be talking about raising Catholic teens in today's world. It's always a wonderful conversation with Alan. We have a lot of laughs and a lot of great tips to walk away from. Walk away with from? Yes. Alan yeah. always has some wonderful things to guide us through the day with. <laughs> topic In 35 will be minutes. Honor thy father and mother. That's, That's the topic? topic? Yep. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. All right. That is a good one. I'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell my to kids to listen in. Yeah. <laughs> In 35 minutes, Dr. Tina Holland joins us. She is the president of Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University in Baton Rouge also known as Fran Yu, and she'll be giving us her monthly update. And in 48 minutes, Dr. Brian Pedraza joins us. He is an associate professor and the director of theology over at Fran Yu. And today we are talking about the new grant for a family catechesis program over at Fran Yu called the Dominos Project. So he'll give us details and he'll be joining David and Damien in today's Baton Rouge studio. So looking forward to the show and Damien... 
that weather report, I don't know about you, but looking sketchy. Uh, it's looking kind of scary. Uh, well, it's going to be today. an eventful day, to say the least. We're going to have very strong winds coming our way in just a couple of hours, along with a lot of heavy rain. Could see as much as two to three inches of rain. Winds will be blowing at 20 to 30 miles an hour, possibly gusting up to 40. That's right. And um, high is going to be 65, but that's irrelevant compared to the weather we're going to have. And once that first front comes through out of the Gulf, we're going to have another front coming through out of the West, and that will continue all through the evening hours and until early morning, tomorrow morning, hopefully about this time, the weather will be clearing up and getting a lot better. Uh, and the winds will continue, though, at 20 to 30 miles an hour, oh. gusting up to 40. Wow. So, uh, and the high tomorrow is only about 53. Temperatures right now, 50 degrees just about everywhere. Don't go away. It's 5 after. Good morning, a blessed feast of the baptism of the Lord. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 1. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed, One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. Today's gospel introduces us to the Holy Spirit. The reality of the Holy Spirit is hinted at, but not explicitly declared in many Old Testament passages. It is particularly insightful that these scriptures teach us that when God's definitive act of salvation comes, he will pour out his Spirit. For example, Ezekiel speaks about the time when the Spirit from on high is poured out on us. Ezekiel also says that God will pour out his own Spirit within his redeemed people when he makes a new covenant with them. I will pour out my Spirit within you so that you walk in my statutes. The prophet Joel wrote, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my Spirit. The expression, pour out the Spirit, is a way of referring to the future blessing the Messiah will bring to those who surrender to his love. Among these amazing blessings are the following. 1. Reconciliation with God. No longer will I hide my face from them, for I have poured out my Spirit upon the house of Israel, says the Lord God. 2. Recreation by God. The Spirit came into them, and they came alive and stood upright, a vast army. 3. Profound knowledge of God and his teaching. And 4. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. These promises were fulfilled at Jesus' death and resurrection in the personal presence of the Holy Spirit within the faithful, enlightening and empowering them. Do you not know, wrote the Apostle Paul, that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? So, 
Are we attuned to this dynamic person of infinite love that abides in us like a living tabernacle? Or do we drown him out with our busyness and noise? Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to Wake Up. Damian Collado, Gabby Smith, David Dawson, all with you. And thanks for joining us. We are all part of a happy family. It's almost 11 after and get the kids bundled up because it's cold out there and it's very windy and it's going to be wet. So make sure they've got something to go along with that. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is the fact that uh, just got a report that a number of schools in the New Orleans area are going to be closing early. So parents, FYI, check with your schools, but I'll share a few of them. Jefferson Parish School System is letting their students out between 1040 and 1155 this morning so uh, be aware of that they're only going to be going to school for about a half a day uh, rise charter school over in harvey they're closed they're not even going to open up this morning edna car mcdonough and eleanor mcmain they're uh, letting their students out at 11:30 this morning uh, the other inspire nola schools will be dismissing at one o'clock at the latest and the charter schools between 11 and 11:30. last but not least the last uh, school we've got rummel will be letting uh, their students out at noon so uh, fyi on that and also Congratulations to our new governor, Jeff Landry. Yeah. Uh, Our prayers are with you, and we'll be praying for you uh, throughout your tenure. Uh, Let's hope you can lead us to some good things. Indeed. Indeed. All right. We got a marriage couple retreat coming up June 22nd and 23rd. If you'd like to break away and spend quality time enriching your marriage, the couple's retreat will be at the beautiful St. Joseph's Abbey Retreat Center in Covington. And that's, once again, it's June 22nd and 23rd. And the reason we're doing this in advance is because I know personally they book up and they book up quick. In fact, I think my wife and I might be doing a presentation that weekend at that retreat. So what? I may be there. Yes, I love these retreats, y'all. They're <laughs> fantastic. So anyway for, anyway, for more information and register, go to cc radio, uh, ccmedia.live. ccmedia.live. There. <laughs> Dave has been practicing during the break every day. And it still doesn't work. So what there. our website is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a night out? Well, we all do. Yay. That's for sure. Save the date and get a babysitter lined up and reserve a dinner spot for just you and your spouse. On March 2nd at 7.30 p.m., married couples are invited to a special date night for you and your spouse to reconnect and have some dedicated quality time together. This is over at St. Catherine of Siena Church in Metairie. From, uh, there will be a cocktail hour from 5 to 6.15, appetizers, followed by a talk. You can go to ccmedia.live for more information. Notre Dame Seminary, yep, they're getting ready to have their annual gala and auction. This year, they're honoring Good Shepherd Award recipients Larry and Barbara Hedrick. Uh, It will be Saturday, March 16th. The patron party is at 6. The uh, gala and auction is from 7 until 10. And there's going to be a silent and live auction to go along with that. Dinner, cocktails, music, the whole works. Tickets are starting at $500 a couple, and that includes your uh, entrance to the patron party as well as everything else. And we've got all the details for you by going to ccmedia.live. We're just letting you know now because it sells out fast. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
Uh, St. George in Baton Rouge is starting a new women's prayer group. It takes a village. They'll meet monthly. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with the next meeting on January 22nd from 7 to 9 p.m. in the Parish Hall. In the, that's the Kleinpeter Activity Center uh, next to the church. That's the St. George in Baton Rouge. The group will focus on Ignatian spiritual exercises and contemplation of Scripture. So for more information, ccmedia.live. Yep. Well, also, tis the season for all the men's conferences. The 2024 Men's Conference is coming up, the New Orleans one, over at St. Catherine of Siena in Metairie. It's happening. It will take place on February 24th from 8.30 a.m. until 3 p.m. It's called I Have Called You Friends. You can go to ccmedia.live for more information and to register. All right, those are the events uh, that we wanted to highlight. You can go and catch all of them, as Gabby said, at ccmedia.live. We have a calendar. Just click the day that you're interested in or check around all over the place. Don't go too far because Alan Migliorato is coming your way. We're talking about honoring your father and mother. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for January 8th. Today we celebrate Saint Angela of Foligno. Some saints reveal their remarkable holiness early, not Angela. Born in 1248 into a prominent family in Foligno, not far from Assisi, Angela was devoted to the quest for wealth and social position as a young woman, later as a wife and mother. Around the age of 40, Angela had what we today might call a midlife crisis or a conversion. She recognized the emptiness of her life and turned to God in confession. Guided by her confessor, she began to dedicate herself to prayer and charitable works. A short time later, her husband and children died. Angela sold most of her possessions and became a secular Franciscan. She spent many hours in meditation and in serving the poor of Foligno as a nurse and beggar for their needs. Joined by other women, she continued her new life of service until her death in 1309. Over time, Angela came to realize that her self-worth was not connected to money, fame, or power. She was priceless because she was created and loved by God. Angela was canonized in 2013. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Welcome back to Wake Up and Tuning Your Heart to the Truth. When it comes to truth, there's one guy we like to turn to when it comes to teens in the truth, and that's Alan Migliorato. He is the author of Manly Art of Raising a Daughter. He also has a new book out entitled Bunny and Bear. It's a children's book, his first effort there, and we'll talk about that hopefully before we wrap up this morning. But in the meantime, today's topic is honoring thy father and mother, and um, hope we'll be able to help your teen develop a little common sense along the way and how to survive in today's world in the process. Good morning, Alan. Hey, good morning, guys. As far as uh, as, as you know, helping teens develop common sense, I, I can't work miracles here, but I'm going <laughs> to do my best to offer some advice. Uh, I, I, if I could make people generate common sense, I think I'd be a billionaire. It's got to come oh, yeah. somewhere. It's, 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 it, it, it's definitely, a, 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 I guess, a grace in some ways that's lacking in today's world. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really is. 
as far as honor your father and mother, this is the think about this for a second. This is the first commandment that is hooked to a promise. Because it really, like the Exodus 20, I think it's in Exodus 20, verse 12, says, honor your father and mother, right? Uh-huh. Now, it follows, it says, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on earth. So it's not just a, it's not just a commandment, it's a commandment, but then there's the logic, that common sense logic. There you follows. go. Uh-huh. Honor your father and mother because you'll be rewarded. This is, it's not even that we're looking for something for ourselves out of following the commandments, but it really is such a blessing to be able to have parents that, that love us and that we love. And, that, and what does that look like? You know, what does it look like to honor and respect somebody, to honor our father and mother? Well, a lot of times you have teenagers, especially where it's, it's different than when they were kids. When you're a little kid, you know, you say, hey, we're going to go to the store, get in the car, and your kid's like, okay, I'll go to the store. And I remember being little and watching, like, Sesame Street. I'm talking little, right? And this is, like, Sesame Street in the Stone Age. So <laughs> we had the watching Sesame Street, and my mom's like, get in the car, we're going to go. And I'm like, okay. And as I got older, I realized when I came back from the store, the TV hadn't stopped. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like it didn't wait for me to come back. And like, as I got a little older, I was like, Mom, I want to finish watching this. And she was like, you know, when, when you were little, you used to just get in the car. And I'm like, well, now I realize the stupidity of my, of my blind following your faith. It's like I didn't realize that, that the TV didn't stop and wait for me. So as we get older, we start to make, to challenge that authority, right? Mm-hmm. And that authority is given by God, and it's, it's there for a reason. And, and so many times, you know, throughout the, throughout the New and the Old Testament, it's, it mentions honor your father and mother, specifically in those phrases, like six times in the New Testament at least, and, and a few times in the Old Testament. I'm sorry, New Testament is like six or seven or eight times. Old Testament is a few times. Either way, when it's said one time, it's something that that's, we need to pay attention to. That's right. Right? Yeah. That so many we times. Have teams that'll come. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so what does it look like for a teen so we could try to get them to understand uh, what it looks like to honor your your parents? In other words, a showing appreciation, respect. I'll throw that out there for starters. Well, I think asking and, and really understanding that they're humans, right? They're, they, they're human beings. And we take for granted our parents sometimes, especially because we feel entitled to what they're giving us. And it's like they don't have to give you anything. They don't have to do anything for you legally. <laughs> Until you're 18, all they have to give you is food, food, shelter, and clothing, right? But everything else that they're doing for you is because they love you. It's not to buy your affection or to buy your love. Ask about their day. You know, ask about your, your parents' day mm-hmm. and when they, when they come home from work or when you get home from school. Hey, Mom, how was your day? I mean, oh, my gosh, sometimes, you know, your parents will pass out. You're like, you're asking about my day? You want to know about my day? <laughs> why? why? What, what do you want? Do you need another game for the, you know, for the PlayStation? Like, really? how much is this going to cost me? <laughs> so just ask about their day. Listen to their stories. I mean, you know, sometimes parents just don't have anybody to, to talk to. You know, and they, they look forward to seeing their kids when they get home. And it's like, you know, teenagers have their own little, their own little world that they kind of revolve in. And, and sometimes we, we ignore our, our parents when we get to that teenage, those teenage years and feel like, you know, the world's out to get us and that our parents just don't understand us and they never will. And it's, it's not the case, you know, and it's, it, it, we forget that they're humans. So, yes. you know, yeah. give, give a little bit. Humble ourselves just a little. Mm-hmm. Be a little vulnerable. Ask our parents, you know, ask your parents tonight if you're a teenager listening, how was your day? And just shush and listen. I 
Alan, do teens still nice. like playing games? I know uh, with our kids, we had a lot of board games and uh, had a lot of fun doing that as they were growing up. Is that still an in thing, or do you now do the video games with them? What, where, what are you seeing? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't like the video game thing as much because it's still you're looking at your phone and you get notifications from other things and you're you know you're going off. Like we play uh, Jackbox or sometimes on TV, you know, together on our phone, but like. Other than that, I like to play dominoes or cards, or even like we'll do like a drawing game. I uh-huh. love those kind of things. You know, I'm not a. Mon- they won't play Monopoly with me anymore because I cheat. But other than that, like they'll they'll, they'll play every other game I ask them. Well, what do you? What kind of lesson are you teaching them there if you cheat? That's not honorable. It's not honorable. Real world, not honorable. Real world is what I'm trying to teach you that you can't trust everyone. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you're teaching them trust in a different way. Yeah, a different way. Well, 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 reverse psychology there. Different angles. Yeah, you, exactly. Okay, now look, this is a serious question, but what if the teen says, my parent, they don't deserve honor? In other words, they may be being abused. That's that's a whole different realm, but but Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring it up because that could be a situation for a teen, and they need to address that and take, take it seriously. Yeah, and that's something that we hear quite a bit, unfortunately, is, you know, sometimes it's uh, the kids will be making, you know, they don't listen to me, they're so mean to me, but then you hear something like, you know, well, you know, they're always, they're always drinking and they're, very, they're mean to me, and so I have to lock myself in my room. So how can we honor somebody who abuses us? And that, that's a very serious question, and, and mm-hmm. we really have to go beyond what that commandment states. So honor your father and mother, that's a commandment, right? So how mm-hmm. do you do that with somebody who's abusive? Well... Look at the other things that Christ asks of us. Forgive one another. That's right. If we can start learning to forgive, right, and if, even people who really, like, we really don't want to be around or really can't stand, I can forgive you. It, the Bible doesn't ask us, and God doesn't ask us to put ourselves in harm's way, but it does ask us to love. So how we can love from a safe place. We can love from, you know, a distance. We can care for somebody. We can, we can try to get that person help. And ultimately, like, sometimes you may have to, to separate from that person, uh, but we can still try to forgive and, and love them and try to understand that they may be acting beyond their control as well. And that's a very hard thing for a teenager to understand because sometimes it's hard for adults to understand, like, why are they acting that way? Well, how could you do that to a kid? Mm-hmm. You know, how could you abuse somebody like that? Yeah. And that's, you know, you want to hate that person. You want to be angry with that person. And you can be angry, but you must learn how to forgive because that, the, the Our Father, just the, the, the prayer alone, forgive as you want to be forgiven, that should put us into, you know, red flags should be going up. If I'm going to be forgiven by God the way that I forgive others, I need to start forgiving right now. Yeah. Let's uh, touch real quick on your new book that's out, Bunny and Bear, The Lost Sheep. Share with us, uh, you're you're, uh, delving into the children's world, aren't you, with this book? I am so excited. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so excited I had to interrupt you. I'm so excited about this series. We have a series of books coming out. The first one is called The Amazing Adventures of Bunny and Bear. The first one is called The Lost Sheep. So The Lost Sheep is about Psalm 23. What we're doing with this series is we're bringing Scripture and connecting it to every book that we write. And I've got the second one written already, but I, I haven't published that yet, so that's going to be a surprise when that comes out. But the first one is about Psalm 23, and the sheep meets Bunny and Bear in the woods, and he's like, I'm lost, and I can't find my shepherd, and the last time I saw him, you know, he, he made me lie down in a green pasture, and then he led me beside still waters, and I was so refreshed, and then we walked through this scary valley, and so he's talking, and, and he's going through these pictures, and he's like, yeah, I always feel good when I'm with the shepherd. So then they meet some other characters throughout the book, and ultimately, 
you know, you can see the silhouette uh-huh. of Jesus, but you don't know that it's Jesus. We don't say that it is until the very end, and then you can see Jesus hugging the sheep. And I just ruined the book. There, I yeah, spoiled it. now we know the but end. it's still a really good book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we know the end, you don't I'm have to get it. And, and, Alan, come on. <laughs> so how would they go about getting that particular book? Uh, you can get any of our books at adventurecatholic.com. Um, oh, okay. That's where we're, we're promoting it. And we're, 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 we're talking to EWTN now. They're kind of interested in maybe having us come out and, and do another show on Jim and Joy or oh, on, boy. Uh, on book, Bookmark. Uh-huh. So we'll, we may be going out there eventually, but that hasn't been set up yet. So officially, I didn't say that. <laughs> and, Alan, I understand you have a special prayer request. I do. So I just found out last Friday that my mother has breast cancer, but oh. she is going today to get, um, like, to, to talk to the doctor about it. We just kind of read the, our own report on online, which I hate doing because I don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. But it looks mm-hmm. like it could be breast cancer. So I'd just like to you to have your, your, your listeners and maybe your, your station, if you guys could say a Hail Mary for her, or include her in your rosary, mm-hmm. yep. I, would, I would love that because, you know, that's the power of God can change anything and protect us from everything. So yes. I would love for you guys to pray for my mom. We will definitely well, do what, that What's her well. name, Alan? Yeah. Her name's Patty. Patty. Okay. okay. We'll put her in our rosary yeah. this morning. This morning. That's right. And uh, Thank you, guys. Sure. Yeah. Now, uh, real, and again, we got about 30 seconds uh, before we wrap up. Uh, are you available to go to other church parishes? Uh, and if so, what do they do? Go to Adventure Catholic, or you have some kind of form? Where can they go to, to maybe bring you in, especially during the Lenten season? Yeah, talk talk to me. Just reach out to me on adventurecatholic.com. You can click on the contact us. We just came back from Maryland. I might have mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned that before or not. I just came back from Maryland where we went out and, and trained this whole, whole staff at a retreat center on how to use our, our, our training method for teens, our COPEC method. Nice. And so we did a retreat for them. It doesn't cost you guys anything to have us come out, just travel expenses. But, you know, we'd love to come out and talk to your parishes around there and, and uh, bring my team out and, and, re- and show you guys, you know, how, how the love of Christ can be spread. They're all different kinds of ways. Amen, brother. Well, you keep doing God's work. We'll also keep your mom in our prayers. And uh, we'll join again together with one another next week at this same time and place. Alan, have a good day. All right, brother. God bless you guys. All right. All right. Wake Up Continues. It's 30 After. It is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, and our next guest is Dr. Tina Holland. She is the president of Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University in Baton Rouge, also known as FranU. And today she joins us to give us her monthly update. Dr. Holland, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning. So next week, students and faculty return after a wonderful and hopefully relaxing break. And that's quite exciting. So what do you have to prepare for the spring semester? Well, actually, they're coming back this week. I answered when I answered your question, it was last week. So we have that little time gap there. So, yes, this (laughs) week they're back later this week. And um, we have, you know, of course, all kinds of uh, welcoming um, experiences for them. In the spring, it's not quite as big an ordeal as it is in the fall when we start kick off an academic year. But we do have, uh, because we, we graduate twice a year, we do have a pretty significant number of new students that come in in the spring, though not nearly as many as we do in the fall. Many, many transfer students who, um, unfortunately, you know, um, 
go to usually a, a public institution first and then realize, um, you know, it's maybe not the best fit for them and um, then land up coming here. And, um, you know, our hope is try to get them to, to come here in, in the first place to save them time and, and money. But anyway, they'll be um, starting off later this week, and um, we're pretty excited to, to get rolling. Wonderful, and thank you so much for that correction. We have Dr. Brian Pedraza in our studio, and I'm sure he wishes he started next week. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's excited <laughs> to get back <laughs> this week. <laughs> I know some universities do start next week, so thank you so much. But it's a big year. Uh, you, tell us about Franu's centennial year. Oh, the centennial year continues to be celebrated. We'll celebrate through um, graduation. That'll be sort of the closing um, ceremony when the bishop uh, speaks at commencement in May. Uh, But we have um, a number of celebrations on campus uh, that have been, that are, are, you know, kind of, we're kind of a celebratory culture anyway, but we sort of have centennialized all of our events. So, you know, we'll have um, uh, Catholic Higher Ed Week later this uh, semester, which will be centennialized. We have a, uh, this sat- coming Saturday, I believe, is um, the, or maybe it's in, I think it's this Saturday. Yes, uh, or the 20th. I'm sorry, Saturday the 20th is our um, brand new centennial day of service, uh, which is uh, really, um, that's a kind of a campus-wide event um, being led by um, some volunteer leaders at the on campus there are um, we, well just today we will have a, uh, a campus-wide or uh, faculty and staff wide uh, potluck welcome everybody back uh, celebrate different uh, increments of years of service that people have had uh, one of our folks will be celebrating uh, 25 years uh, or, I'm sorry, 30 years. We've got three people celebrating 25 and one celebrating 30 years of service to <laughs> brand you. That's quite some uh, degree yes. of, of real loyalty and dedication. So that'll all be mm-hmm. celebrated today. Um, and then we're going to do a little, uh, you know, Fran, you ask me anything, where the uh, the leadership team, my cabinet, will sit up front and answer any questions anybody has about anything that we're doing at the university uh, in the spirit of complete transparency. So lots lots going on. Yeah, I'm sure that will be a lot of fun uh, for the ask me anything uh, portion, but what a, what a celebration being there 25 years, being in one place for 25, 30 years. Mm. That's amazing and a wonderful, wonderful uh, celebration. So obviously you have a lot of things going on this year, the spring semester, you are hitting the ground running already, but tell us about the new office of Franciscan student life that you have. Well, that I'm very, very much um, excited about. Um, it has always been my vision that the the Catholic identity and the um, the ministry aspect of a Catholic university needs to be as seamless as possible. You know, I don't want my my vision has always been that I never want to see where campus ministry starts and stops, that um, or where student life starts and stops. I 
compartmentalization in a Catholic institution is um, antithetical to what we are if we're talking about a fully integrated experience, right? And, and educating and forming integrated thinkers. So that's always been my vision ever since I was, uh, you know, a student affairs professional back in Indiana. And um, so we had the opportunity to, to make some changes in that direction by uh, appointing Tyler Trahan, who uh, you folks are familiar mm-hmm. with, to the director yes. of Franciscan Student Life. So oh, rather than to compartmentalize student life into, you know, activity, just student activities and, and uh, organizations and whatnot, where you could just kind of pick it up and put it on any institution, I wanted everything that happened out of that office to reflect who we are as a Catholic institution. So that programming that was particularly Catholic isn't just kind of compartmentalized in, in student in uh, campus ministry, but that it's part mm-hmm. of everything that we do mm. in student life. And he was the natural guy to help lead us in that direction to develop this seamless incorporation of ministry uh, within student life, wow. so that you know, so that we're really living the new evangelization in yeah. all of the activities that, that we do. You know, it, it may be, su- you know, I would expect it would be subtle um, so that we can be appropriately, um, uh, you know, open to other faith traditions, um, but um, at the same time being distinctly Catholic. So mm-hmm. this, is, um, this is, for me, I think, a, a real turning point in elevating uh, the uh, Catholic identity of the institution even further. Um, it just so it happens that our director of campus ministry, um, uh, Tammy Vedrine, ha- is uh, moving on to the next chapter of her life, which is retirement. And um, I know she she's a relatively new grandma, and being a grandma myself, <laughs> that that starts to become a priority. Yeah. So yes, it does. She'll be, <laughs> it, be enjoying her uh, retired life as grandma, and um, mm-hmm. we are actually going to be uh, temporarily um, filling those roles with some um, student interns who are graduates of our uh, TFE program to help them to sort of serve the, the needs of our students while at the same time grow in their ability to serve the needs of our students. Nice. And we'll see, you know, see how they do in um, the formal execution of those campus ministry duties and see if um, the timing works out and their growth is such that we might be able to appoint one of those students to a, um, to a full-time job here in serving the mission. Well, we are grateful to continue to get updates from you. So many things are going on, especially in 2024 for FRANU. Where can we go, Dr. Holland, to find out more information and to possibly find out more on courses that you offer at, over at FRANU? Oh, certainly. Always. It's very easy. www.franu.edu. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Tina Holland, President of Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University in Baton Rouge, also known as Fran Yu. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, very happy to be there and keep an eye on Pedrazo. Okay? <laughs> we got him. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming All up right. next. <laughs> oh, very my goodness. Good. Definitely. <laughs> 
Definitely check out the wonderful work that Fran Yu is doing in our local community and beyond. I've linked to their website in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video. So many wonderful healthcare professionals have graduated from Fran Yu and are doing some wonderful things in the Baton Rouge area and across the United States. So stay with us. Dr. Brian Pedraza joins us when we return from the break. It is 45 past the hour on Wake Up. past the hour you are tuning your heart to the truth i am david dawson along with damian Collado and gabby smith and uh also welcome back to the friend you hour of uh catholic community radio that's right <laughs> it's good to have you dr <laughs> brian brian pedraza he's associate professor and director of theology at friend you and uh we're going to talk about something completely different uh, i know uh, yeah. i know your boss dr tina talked about well everything that's, that's right. going on there but this this is we didn't talk about this yet that's and right that's you guys right. got a big old grant what are you going to do with this that's right yeah thanks david um so we are starting something that is called the Dominus Project. Okay. And really at the heart of what we're doing is we want to equip, accompany, and encourage parents and caregivers to be the primary people who hand on the faith to their children. And I'll tell you why uh, this is such an important thing. So back in October of last year, Bishop Duca uh, called me on my cell phone. Mm -hmm. When the bishop calls, you pick up, no matter, yes, where, no matter you where you're at, right? That's right. So, I was chatting with him, and he had a priest convocation coming up, and he really has, it's been on his heart for some time now, um, even before COVID. We need to shift into evangelization mode. Mm -hmm. um, we know what's going on in the church. We know how difficult it is uh, to even maintain the number of Catholics in the church, mm -hmm. and the younger the generation um, the more difficult it is. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, just the shift in numbers. I mean, I'm starting with the bad news, but I promise I'll give some good yeah, news. Yeah, okay? no, I understand. So the, the bad news is the shift from 2007 to 2014, 2021, Catholics used to be the second largest religious group in our country. Mm -hmm. And come 2021, we're the third largest religious group. Mm -hmm. And the first, quote unquote, religious group is the disaffiliated. Oh, really? Nuns. The nuns. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there are more nuns, mm -hmm. so to speak, than there are any other group that would check a box. Nuns meaning N-O-N-E-S. That's right. That's right. right. Not yeah. the habited kind. No. Um, yeah, N-O-N-E-S. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that's a, that's a wake-up call for us, sure right? Sure is. I mean, we've heard stats before. Bishop Barron's been sounding the alarm. Other people have been sounding the alarm about this sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. And it's here, mm -hmm. and it's facing us. But the good news is... When you go through all of the statistics, all of the studies, there's a, a sociologist named Dr. Christian Smith out mm -hmm. of Notre Dame. Okay. He's doing really important work, and he's followed American teenagers from the early 2000s into their adulthood in successive waves of interviews and things like that. Mm -hmm. The number one thing, and in fact, the only statistically significant thing that he has found that makes a difference in the life of a religious teen becoming a religious adult 
is their parents. Is that right? It is you the can, number one You can't blame thing. it on all the other outside things. I mean, it's not the sole thing, but that has the, I mean, if you don't have your parents educating you, I guess, around the dinner table, right? I mean, that was my best education. Right. right? I mean, so to quote him, parents are not simply an influence, but they're the arch influence wow. in the faith lives of their children. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Which I think would be a stunner for, I think, a lot of folks, I right? Think so, so too. you you get a teenager, mm-hmm. and what is the, the sort of cultural script you get? Like teens don't want anything to do with their parents, right? You know? they're, right. They're, they're, not, they're not following them. the lead of their parents. They're trying mm-hmm. to break away from their parents. Mm-hmm. The number one thing he heard over and over again from teenagers when he asked them, "What's one thing that you wish were different about your life?" I want to be closer to mom and dad. Yeah. They want to be closer they want to mom to and be dad. Closer. So, so what? Yeah. That where, is what fascinating. happened. Where's the division? Why aren't the parents stepping up to begin with? What has changed over the last generation or two? Yeah. So, uh, well, I think it goes back more than a generation or two, to be honest. Right. So it does. this this is something that goes. Uh, I mean, this is pre council. This. I mean, this is a. a a bell that the church has been ringing at least since the beginning of the 20th century. Um, Pope Pius XI said in a document that the first necessary and natural environment of a child's education is their home. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And the church has been ringing that bell over and over again. Um, our universal catechism that came out in 1992 says that parents are the primary educators of their children, and primary in the sense that they come first and that they're the main educators. But I think that we've sort of uh, let ourselves be drawn into a place where we outsource and delegate a lot of education. And and schools are important. Catholic schools are incredible. They do incredible work. Parishes Mm -hmm. are important. They do incredible work. But what the church has been teaching, and that I don't think uh, a lot of us have really picked up on is that parents have the most significant role. Yes. So uh, I'll tell you, I was. Uh, uh, this is 2024. We've got to think about that when we're signing our checks now, right? Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. this is my 21st year being a professional educator, and when I started in 2003 as a Catholic high school teacher in upstate New York, mm-hmm. it was open house. So you run the parents through their kids' schedule, right? Mm-hmm, you just right. do it in like yeah. quick little seven-minute oh, segments yes. or whatever. Call, yeah. So they come to my theology class, and the thing that I'm trying to sell them on in seven minutes is you have to bring your kids up in the faith, and what I'm going to do is support you. So I spend my seven minutes really trying to lay this on them. Every single time, at the end of the seven minutes, a group of parents would get up and say, that's why I send them to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, what 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 you have coming up? You this is the, the education of the parents so that they can teach the children at home. Is that what this is all about? We want to encourage, we want to equip, and we want to accompany. So, okay. So there's no magic bullet to something like this, right? Yeah, so yeah. the thing that we're envisioning when we're taking this little bit of good news is that we want a cultural transformation in the way that we are handing on the faith in our local community. And Fran Yu is investing tons of resources to help our local diocese to do this. So um, at that same priest convocation, I mentioned what we're doing here with the Dominus Project. Mm -hmm. We had priests coming up to me asking me, when can we get together? When can we work on this? So this thing going. So I've I've already got a number of parishes lined up. 
Um, And I've hired two incredible people, uh, Mrs. Jennifer Usher and Mrs. Ansley Munn, um, really faithful, excellent, intelligent, gifted women, where we meet with each parish and we design something that's unique for every parish because we don't, this is not the, some, the sort of thing you fix with a program. Oh, it's unique per parish. It's unique, every single well, one. What we're going to have to do is, it, we're just getting started with this, and this is a, right. a phenomenal idea. Um, that's going to, I think it's going to be a wonderful explosion, but we got to have you back. Because yeah. we just touched we'll on to it, and we went, ran out of time. So, yeah. Dr. Pradaza, would you join us again soon? I'd love to join you okay, all again. Great, because yeah. I want to know how this is going to be implemented. This is yeah. interesting. Okay. You got it. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate that. We appreciate all that you're doing, because this is huge. Yeah, and, so. and if I could just ask your listeners for prayers, because something like this is not uh, It's not going to take a program. It's going to take a fire. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's so, a good absolutely point. correct. Yeah. yeah. Well. Today's the Lord's baptism feast day, so to speak, celebration. That's right. Let's baptize everybody with the Holy Spirit, huh? Amen. Let's do that. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Be to us truly Our Lady of Prom Sucker now and especially at the hour of our death that we may gain everlasting life through the merits of Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Our Lady of Prom Sucker, Hasten to help Help us, us. especially today, as bad weather approaches, protect us all. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much to Jeff Blackwell, our audio director, and Karen Cotton, our video technical director. We're looking forward to tomorrow's show. Claire Willis with our with the Catholic schools and the Diocese of Baton Rouge will update us. Dr. Paula Shalou will talk about Heaven's Currency, a study for love. And Ben Clapper with Louisiana Right to Life has some wonderful news coming up this month. Have a wonderful Monday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.